excited to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about your blog? Uh, so my blog is Brandy Ellen Writes, and it's where I use my skills I've had since I was a preteen to make a living from home. Uh, I talk a lot about positive lifestyle topics and working from home topics to help other moms succeed while raising kids from home. Why did you start a blog though? What, what, what made you want a website versus just doing um, writing for other people? Mm, which is funny. Cause that's what I do now, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, just, I, I've always liked my writing. I guess originally I started because I was in direct sales. I had a completely different brand. It was happily blended. And I utilized that to promote direct sales from about 2008 or 2006, actually, and then I switched to realize that people liked my positive mindset and what I had to say. So I decided to just start sharing my thoughts. That's awesome. So you said you write for other people. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I mostly write. I started writing for other bloggers behind the scenes as a ghostwriter um, to help save them time. And then I branched out from there because of the good old search engines. A brand started finding me as a ghostwriter. And now I just write for companies Predominantly, that's what I live off of is the income from brands while also selling ebooks to help other bloggers kind of get to where I, I am now. What would you say that your niche is? My niche for writing, work at home, positive lifestyle, probably. Both now, of those. <laughs> so you do that for your own website, but what do you write for other, for other bloggers? What do you write for them? The same thing. Um, I have a client that has me writing about CBD products um, because that's what they sell. I have um, life coaches that have me write about essential oils and those sort of things. So I literally write about all sorts of topics. What's the craziest topic you've ever written about? Uh, Probably testosterone boosters. (laughs) I love it. Mine was was uh, a challenge. (laughs) I I can imagine my uh, my craziest ghostwriting client was a foot fungus doctor. (laughs) You have me beat, I think. Yeah. The, and the worst part was uh, he asked if I would submit images with the articles. Now, oh let me my. tell you, you haven't lived until you've gone through 200 photos of foot fungus. Yeah. No one wants to learn, look at the search engine, um, the search results of someone who writes. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, in fact, I, I've gotten to where I've started um, using incognito mode. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, get, I mean, I get targeted for the weirdest ads because of what you're you're searching for. So relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, now you and I were talking before we actually set up this interview that one of the things you're doing now to make money online is you're writing websites and then selling the websites. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Flip blog flipping, I call it. <laughs> How does that work? Tell me about that. Um, so basically, uh, so I got into it because my first blog, happilyblended.com, I sold it and I didn't honest, I didn't list it for sale. Someone just came to me and said, Hey, I want to buy it. I was in need of money at the time. I kind of had outgrown that brand. And then all of a sudden I got the light bulb moment a few years ago, probably when I went through a situation and I was like, you know, I want another revenue stream. That's a little more consistent, a little more bang at once for money. 
And I love using writing to make money. That's my passion. So I just decided, well, we'll test it out. I started apparentinfluence.com, I think was the first site I flipped, I built and then flipped. And that was a parenting blog. And my kids are Oh my gosh, 19, 15, and 13. So I just spewed everything out in there and wrote about all the parenting stuff, did some SEO research and put it up on Flippa. And I think it sold for like $2,000. So I was like, okay, again, I always try to test the stream. I invest a little bit, test it. If it works, whatever that income is, then I just replicate the process. And that's sort of what I did was I decided I wanted another stream of income. I was successful with the first one. So then I decided to make a plan to do it. And now I've just, again, just duplicate it and keep doing it. So you said the website is called Flippa? Yeah, I usually use Flippa.com to sell my websites. Um, they used to have a lower end fee where you could sell for $7, but they've changed their structure this year to, um, you have to pay $29 to list your website. So that makes me... In a way, it's good because it makes me put more effort behind the scenes and building the site. Um, with a $7 fee, you're not losing as much. But yes, Flippa.com is a really great place. They do take, I think, 10% of your sale if you're on around the price range that I'm selling at. Wow. So how do you come up with the ideas for which websites you're going to create and then sell? Uh, keyword research and passion. T- uh, knowledgeable topics as well, like things that I actually know about. That's pretty wild. So if someone wanted to, I don't know, start, let's say a racquetball website, what what would you tell them to do? I would probably have them research, um, first off, domain availability. Well, I guess you would start with keyword research. So I would use like an Uber suggest. That's a free one. Um, Right now I'm using like writer Zen and SEO surfer for my keyword stuff. But, um, Uber suggest is where I started because that's free. You could also look at Google Trends and kind of see where that topic is um, being looked looked at in countries. And gosh, I've been so long since I've used that, but Google Trends is also a good tool to utilize. And from there, I would um, take the keywords that you think you want to focus on and go to GoDaddy or you're a provider that sells domains and put in some of the keywords and see if you can't get some available domains. You don't want words that are hard to spell, like boutique, that people mess up all the time. And then get your domain and get started. Now, I'm curious, if you're going to create a website that you intend to sell, how much content do you need to put on the website? That actually varies. I've It depends on how much you want to sell it for. So I'm trying to think. I think Parent Influence sold for, I meant to print this out. Parent Influence, I think, sold for about 2000 or 20 200 2500 and only had about i think 200 or 300 blog posts so you know that's have... a lot though <laughs> oh well see i guess i look different so and then i sold some for 500 that probably had 25 to 50 blog posts so again it depends on the range i know on my website i did actually list out the information of how many blog posts per site and i wish i had printed that information to tell you exactly but it it depends how much, how popular the niches plays a, a key role. Like my blog, big.net, I probably only got 500 for it. Had I put a little more time into it with more content, I probably could have gotten more money. So it's more like filling out the industry and seeing how much you want to make and how much time you want to invest in it. 
I try to flip mine within six months. So that's what I was going to ask you is how long does it take you once you've written the content to get it up for sale? Um, so walk me through the process. Like if you're creating all this content, how long does it take you to write these blog posts? How long are the blog posts? That kind of stuff. Trade secrets. Okay. <laughs> no, um, um, it depends. I'm a really fast writer as I am a talker. I'm trying to slow the talking down, but, um, so since I'm a really fast writer, sometimes I do hire my oldest to write for me. She moved out. So I'm letting her kind of get some income under, under my belt. Um, I don't know how long it takes okay. because I write so fast. Um, typically I'll be writing right up to the point it sells just so that the new person has it because I love writing so much. It doesn't feel like work for me. So I guess somebody else might want to take, you know, six months and have a one or two blog posts a day. You could hire someone to do that. But if you're doing it on your own, then you might take like a year if you're not a really fast or really good writer. Now, once it's actually up on the website for sale, how long does it typically take for a website to move? That depends. I have not seen anything consistent. Um, parenting and blogging, really fast. It seems to go really fast. Obviously, if you're making some sort of affiliate revenue, it'll sell faster. And most of my sites were not making any money. Okay. So they were not revenue earners. People were clearly just buying them. I actually still write for Parent Influence for the company that bought it. So um, a lot of them are just buying it to have more content under their portfolio and under their belt, more domains for what they do to make their money and advertising. Why would someone want to purchase a bunch of domains, do you think? Um, I believe some of it is for linking back to their products. Like some of the clients I write for, I know they have multiple domains. And then let's say they're, um, they're selling essential oils. So they'll own a bunch of domains that have content that points back to that essential oil shop. And it's just domain authority. Building domain authority is a lot of the reason. Now, one of the things that you said was that um, the websites that you put up for sale were not actually earning any money yet. Were they driving any traffic? Minimal traffic. So um, Parent Influence, again, that's the one that sold the most well, Happily Blended back in 2015 sold the most, but since I actually started focusing on this, and that was less than a thousand a month visitors, I think. It was it was small. It was a small traffic source for all of them. That's amazing. So basically, anybody could come up with an idea, and if they're willing to put in the elbow grease, if, as, as it were, they mm-hmm. could um, start actually making money selling their websites. They can't. And some patience, you know, because if it's not making money, it will take a little longer to sell. Um, I have been able to flip them relatively quickly. Um, it could be because I've sold a couple on Flippa. I have a little, I, the people are starting to see me and recognize me and follow me. I'm not sure why. Um, so yeah, it definitely does take a lot of patience and just stay focused and be committed. Uh, for me, it's, I know I'll make money with it. I just now know. It, is, is Flippa the only place that you promote the fact that these are for sale? It is right now. Um, there's other Facebook groups you could go into. You could actually, if let's say somebody's already an established blogger and they want to sell their current blog, they're, they need money or they're just not feeling it because that's relatable these days, not wanting to be in the blogging environment. Um, it's changed a lot since 2008. Um, they could just kind of ask in their blogger group. Sometimes other bloggers will buy from you. Or if you've been doing sponsored posts directly with people, that's who bought my first one was um, a guy who used to have me write sponsored posts for him. And he just he just bought my site completely out. So I would say it doesn't hurt to ask your contacts too. Before paying a flip a fee, ask your contacts and see if anyone's interested. They might be. 
So what goes into the sales process? I mean, do you just hand over the domain and the login information? How does it work? Mm. That's a good question because some, it's a trust thing, you know, because you're working virtually. And even if you have a contract with them, some of them I've had, when you go through Flipa, it's a little more protected. Um, a lot of times they can pay with PayPal or escrow. Escrow protects you a little more. They hold, escrow will hold the money so that you have to do different steps and conf- each person confirms that you did them. Now, a direct sale is a little trickier. Um, when I do that, I usually do it in steps. For example, they'll pay a partial payment. I'll release this this part. Um, then they make another payment and I'll release the next part. And I don't always have socials. If I have socials, those are kind of the last one to go with the last payment. Oh, really? Because so sometimes you do have social media that you let go too. Sometimes, yes. I don't, I've kind of stopped building social um, just because it's it's kind of a pain. But and time consuming. <laughs> it very, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, this sounds like such a neat idea. And I'm sure that a lot of people that are going to be listening to this are going to get excited by it. But um, what I have found is that most of the people that whenever they hear ideas like this, only 1% of the people that are listening are even going to do anything like this. So do you think there's a lot of competition for what you're doing? Um, see, in my circle, there really isn't. I know of one other person who actually does this and they, I think they do this full time. So this is just another revenue stream of mine. I probably have six or seven revenue streams. They all funnel back down to me writing, but um. So I don't think it's highly competitive in my circle, but there is obviously a lot of websites listed on Flippa. So it is something people do. How far, as far as how saturated it is, we all have different connections. So it may not be as saturated in, in the, you know, your market. So they may, I would look at your community and see if you see anyone doing that. And if you don't, then you could be the person that starts it. Cause I kind of was that person in my, in my group of connections. From from your experience, is there anything special you can do on Flippa to stand out and get your websites to move faster? I didn't try anything, but there is, you know, you can boost the listing for a little extra money. I have not done that. Um, if I had a website that was a little, probably more traffic and making more money, then yes, I probably would have paid Flippa to have it a little higher up in their totem pole there and their algorithm. You also on Flippa can pay to have it confidential so that if you don't want anyone to know what your website is you're selling, they have to sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement to even see what your site is. So there is protections there for people who may be concerned about putting their website out there for the public to see. You can actually pay to have an NDA signed through Flippa before you show the public that you're trying to sell. I think that's really smart. And I'm actually on the mm-hmm. website right now. And uh, I see there's one website going for $1.5 million. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's confidential. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's yeah, amazing. So, so I'm, I'm curious whenever you're, um, whenever you're deciding, okay, I'm going to create this website and I'm going to get it ready to sell. Do you create a brand new like GoDaddy account or do you do it with one that you already have? How does that work? So I have the domains in my same GoDaddy account and I just transfer the domain to a, to someone else. Is that a difficult thing to do? Nope. It's just a few buttons. If they have a GoDaddy account, it's a few buttons. It's really simple. That's why I usually require the buyer to have, you know, if you have Namecheap or a different domain provider, I would, I typically require them to have that same account because it's free to create an account. So and it's just a few clicks. That's awesome. Now, what about hosting? Like, do you do it with WordPress? Do you do it with Wix? How, how do you do it? 
So all of my sites run on self-hosted WordPress. I have a huge SiteGround account and um, I just upgraded this year, but I guess it's worth it. It's my first year paying a lot for hosting. So I pay an annual fee there and I just transfer you can transfer to any hosting. That's a little more difficult. Um, my technical background with with building websites and stuff comes into play there. So I can usually help the buyer do that. Now, you don't have to have that knowledge. A lot of times the buyer will already know and they will help you. That's what happened with my first blog I sold. I actually had to have the buyer walk me through the process of transferring the databases. And so transferring the physical website gets a little bit more technical and I would say that you're not alone there. Like you don't have to stress about that part because the buyer will help you. And if the buyer won't help you, a lot of times the hosting company will kind of, they have a way to move it over themselves. Okay. So like if, if for some reason you did have a high traffic website, it's not like you're going to suddenly just lose all that traffic. Right. Right. That's amazing. So what would you say to someone that needs an extra revenue stream and wants to do this? What would you tell them is their very first step? Um, the very first step to start flipping websites is probably to just do, like I said earlier, the keyword research, make sure it's a topic you're passionate and knowledgeable about, because then your passion will come behind that. And people really, you'll get the traffic up because people want to hear what you have to say. And it'll also encourage you. So now I write about stuff I'm not as passionate about, but I started off with the passionate stuff because it really does sell your passion and your writing sells. So start with a topic you're, you're knowledgeable and passionate about. How many websites do you have in the hopper right now? Um, one, two, three. I think I have four or five, um, two of which I'm keeping. I'm actually building one as a, as a residual passive income. Um, so two out of the five I'm keeping. So I'm kind of working on three to flip. Wow. So how does that, how does that look? Like, what does it look like to have multiple websites that you're trying to turn into passive income? What do you do for those? Um, right now, I'm in a position where I started outsourcing writing for those ones. So um, again, I really believe in investing back in your business, but I've never done it. I've always had little, little kids I had to raise. Now my kids are older. So it looks like juggling a lot of hats and I just got a puppy. So I'm like, Hey, why not bring a puppy into the scene? (laughs) Puppy's napping right now. But um, so it looks like a really busy day. I do hire writers. And I think that if anyone out there has teenagers or even my oldest started writing for me when she was eight. So if you have kids that are good at writing or passionate about writing, you could get them under your belt and it's a tax write-off as well. But, um, so, but what does your monetization strategy look like? Like how do all these websites make money? So right now, not all the websites are making money. Um, BrandyAllen.com makes money through my exclusive content shop where I just have pre-written content ready to go. And then I have a PLR website where I have PLR content packages and those just, you know, sell more than once and over and over. So that's really where, but what's keeping me financially afloat is my freelance writing clients right okay. now. So, now, so I, I definitely advise having that like a secondary kind of stream of revenue. So the, so the building of the websites is kind of like the secondary, just something you do whenever you have free time. And it sounds like you hardly have any, but you, you get excited and write. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I have a, um, I use a sauna and I have time blocks. So I really block out my time to stay on schedule and organized. Now you mentioned PLR. I know what that means, but for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know what it means, can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, it's private license rights. So basically it's content that you can buy 
And then you typically would rewrite it if you want to put it live on a website because it is duplicated content. It will not pass Copyscape. But a lot of my clients use it in their newsletters or their internal marketing campaigns. They'll chop it up into little bits to use as marketing. Or I do have some images for social media. They'll use those. So PLR is basically content that's sold more than once over and over. And you just, it saves, it does actually save time, I promise. And you rewrite it to go live or you use it in your newsletters. A lot of my clients will use it in their internal lists. Yes, I've uh, I've been right, researching and talking about PLR a lot in the last couple of years. And I, I actually wrote an article for, for GoDaddy about PLR. So we'll definitely leave that in the show notes. Um, I think it's a fascinating idea because, you know, one of the biggest problems with, uh, with ghostwriters is we write a piece of content and then we get paid once and then that's it. But the, the client can take that piece of content and maybe they'll sell a product or whatever. And so they're making the money multiple times. But with PLR, what's awesome about it is because you can sell it multiple times, I'm not getting paid just once. I get paid mm-hmm. multiple times. And right. so I, I think that's one of the reasons I've been kind of dabbling into it and um, and looking into it because it's it, it lets me still keep writing. And it also helps those clients who are like, I really want to hire you, but I really can't afford you. Yes, exactly. Um, because you, mm-hmm. you give it that such a significant discount. So yep. where can people find you online to learn more about you and what you do? I'm mostly Brandy Ellen everywhere. So I'm BrandyEllen.com. That's my main site. And uh, Brandy Ellen on Twitter. And my Instagram is Brandy Ellen Writes. And my Facebook is Brandy Ellen Blog, I think. Okay. A very cool. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get some traffic to, to the branding of the website from this. And uh, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you kind of want to make sure we say here on this show? Not really. I just wish everyone success. Like if you have questions, I'm always answering questions. I really am one of those people who doesn't mind spending an hour a week answering people's questions. So I do answer them if anyone wants to ask me in the future an email or whatever. <laughs> I, I think this is a fascinating revenue idea. And I, I hope that anybody listening to this that is interested in writing considers it because I think it's a genius idea to, to you know, if you're, if you're one of those people like me who definitely has the shiny object syndrome where you constantly are <laughs> coming up with ideas, it's like, why not take those ideas and turn it into something that you can possibly mm-hmm. sell? And um, yep. it, it almost sounds like what you're building is a digital real estate empire. <laughs> so to speak, my mission is really to um, help others live a better life. But at the end of the day, I'm 40 years old. I'm not getting younger. And I want my kids to have something I can hand down to them to if they want it. If they want to sell it, I don't care. It's theirs. My mission is to have something I can hand down to them. Well, that's awesome. And <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think our listeners that are listening to this are, are going to get some really good insights out of this episode because, I mean, th- this is genius. Like I'm. I, I've taken a lot of notes personally, <laughs> and I just, I think it's such a great idea. So um, blog your friends, if you're considering, you know, starting a, a website and you want to see if it can make money, I mean, we'll, we'll leave all kinds of show notes, uh, excuse me, all kinds of websites in the show notes that you can check them out and, and possibly do this for yourself. I, and Brandy, I just want to say thank you so much for, for sharing all of this with us, because this is just, I love it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was fun. Well, bloggy friends, until next time, may your page views be high and your bounce rate be low.